Welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast. I am your host, Alex Harriman. This is my co-host, Jerrica Rydell. We are the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness. Thanks for listening. Jer, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How have you been? Yeah, I've been good. Good, good. What's uh, what's going on in your life? So I was pretty excited to tell you this, actually, but um, I bought a cold tub. One of the, like, big Tupperware bin type ones? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I tried to do the whole, like, cold shower thing that everyone pushes, and I don't like the cold sprinkling water on my body. I refuse. Um, <laughs> then I, I've done a few cold tubs for like athletic events. I was like, I can work with this. And all kind of all spring, I was doing the polar plunges. Remember yeah. I about that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I, I talked about that on the podcast. So now I just went for, I bought a massive 150 gallon stock tank, like Rubbermaid horse tank that you would feed horses in. So how how does it work like where do you get all the ice to keep this thing cold so i highly i wouldn't recommend someone doing this if they don't have access to free like mass amounts of free ice because it could get really expensive um i just have my dad works at a, a facility where there's he just was able to make me a bunch of ice oh. um so he fills up my freezer every two weeks and and that's huge otherwise it would be very expensive and then you you put a lid on it and it keep, does it keep the ice for like a couple of days like a cooler yeah, this time of the year, I can get about three, maybe three days right now, which is pretty awesome. But I mean, at the I was at the end of August and early September, it was like a daily inserting tons of ice. Um, but right now, it's pretty thin. It stays cold and just, just cover it up. And yeah, I've been doing like hot tub to cold tub, hot tub to cold tub. We do like two to three cycles and got a couple friends to try it and you feel like a million bucks. Cool. Right on. Yeah, yeah. My own Scandinavian spa. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I uh, I can't yeah. see myself doing it, but uh, I mean, I have used it at sporting events and stuff, but I can't see myself putting it into my daily ritual. It sounds it sounds excruciating. <laughs> it's, it's brutal, but you feel so good, and you do like your breathing work in the cold tub. And honestly, it's I don't know if it's just the cold tub, but my resting heart rate has dropped pretty significantly. Because it's so frozen it's solid. Your heart is frozen solid. <laughs> right on um yeah. do you do you have a topic for us today yes yeah, so i'd like to talk about um i'm not sure how to frame it but like basically motivation versus discipline um and where it plays in the in the fitness world okay cool Cool, cool. Yeah, so that's that's one of the the kind of I call them the guiding principles of breaking ninety fitness. So motivation and discipline. So we always say that discipline is more important than motivation, or discipline is greater than motivation. So I love the I love the topic. Um, it's something that we we talk about quite a bit. Am I am I freezing a little bit there? Oh, sorry about that, guys. Having a little bit of an internet connection issue. Yeah, so we're we're talking about discipline over motivation today. That and and I think that's a really cool topic, Jared. Where where did you want to take this? I think 
there's a couple of different routes, but I think I'd like to start with, I think why they're both important. I think we often talk about, you know, the benefits of having that discipline instilled over motivation, but um, I think motivation at, at first, especially, um, plays a really big role. And, and you can look at that from two different perspectives, right? So motivation, you can look at your intrinsic factors and your extrinsic factors. So internal motivation would be um, things that drive you from the inside, right? Um, a personal goal or I'm trying to think of other examples. Uh, external motivation could be like people working out around you, people cheering you on. Um, so I think there's, they both play a part. Uh, when it comes to B90 members, I think they need to have a lot of intrinsic motivation, internal factors, because a lot of them are just doing this at home by themselves, right? Home workouts and, and figuring out their own nutrition and they don't have that, that external factor kind of playing in. Yeah. One thing I see often is people who have a wedding coming up or a vacation coming up, they're super motivated and they, they, they crush it, right? Um, once the event comes, then they they often have a hard time and they fall off track. And that's that's what I'm really, when, when I'm saying we can't always just rely on motivation because motivation will let us down. Motivation comes and goes, it's in waves and uh, it's going to let us down sooner or later if we always just rely on motivation. So I think uh, I think you're exactly right on that when you say that. Um, we we like to talk about how people can build up that that discipline so that when the motivation is low, it uh, it will carry them through. The discipline should be able to carry them through. Um, but what I wanted to circle back and touch on is is exactly what you said. People, a lot of our members specifically, and a lot of people over the last year are are at home. They're doing their workouts at home. And it's tough when you don't have that group accountability or that other, those other forms of accountability around you that you might have in a public gym or a group fitness setting. Um, and I talk about this with people often. So people, anybody who's about to take on this journey, you need some form of accountability. That accountability can come from a group fitness class. It could come from a friend you work out with. It should not come from your spouse. Once in a while, people will be successful by using their spouse for accountability, but typically it's not a good source of accountability. You need your spouse's support to do well on this journey, but you shouldn't really look to them for accountability because they're probably not going to hold you accountable. And if they do hold you accountable, it's probably going to start a fight between the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we talk about that a lot. So making sure you have accountability in place and obviously people come to us for that accountability. And that's what we offer as a coaching service is that accountability. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think when the motivation is high, especially at the start, we need to take advantage of that and just make sure that we're instilling the proper uh, routine, the proper habits then, right? Motivation is high. You're feeling good. Okay. So let's get my routine, my calendar set in place so that, when the motivation drops, I'm still in that habit, in that routine, because that's what we need. We can't just rely solely on on motivation and, and be sporadic and have no plan, because when that motivation drops, now we have, we're sporadic and we have no plan, and, and now we're not showing up to the workout, so we're not meal prepping the food anymore. Um, so definitely instilling those patterns early on with the high motivation for it to lead to success when we have to rely on discipline. And, and our our bodies and, and humans in general, we crave that routine. So that's, that's something that uh, I think a lot of people need to address is, is building a schedule, not only a schedule, but also a routine. So what I mean by that is like, 
scheduling in eight hours of sleep is great, but if it's eight hours here and eight hours there and eight hours here and it's all over the place, like that's not routine. Our bodies really, really benefit from that consistent routine. So the same thing goes from working out. And I know that we can't always work out at the same time of day and, and, and the exact same conditions, but we definitely benefit from routine. So some people train better in the morning, some in the afternoon, some at night, changing that up all of the time, it's a little bit harder for your body to adjust to, but typically the people who perform the best are able to establish a consistent routine. When we establish that consistent routine, then our discipline grows stronger and stronger and stronger, rather than always just saying, hey, I'll work out at some point today, because that's, that's kind of not relying on your discipline and your routine and your schedule. That's just saying like, when I have a chance and, and what might happen is you're not gonna get the same intensity out of that workout. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think um, that kind of leads into the next part that I want to talk about, which is some, some tips that we can, we can give people that when, when the motivation is low, what are some things you can rely on? Um, and the first part thing I was going to say was scheduling. So that's perfect. Um, making that plan. And, and for me personally, for my scheduling, I, I know people can relate. If you said every day, I'm not working at the same time, but every Monday, this is my time slot. Nice. Schedule. Every Tuesday, it might be 12. You know, every Wednesday, it might be 10. But at least that's a consistent schedule because I know even though it's different daily, it's still planned weekly. Yeah. And, and, and we work with a lot of really busy people. It's kind of our niche, right? We help busy people accomplish their goals. So um, we're not dealing with people who have typically three or four hours a day to work out. So I think what you said is so important there. It doesn't necessarily, it's not even so important that you're, you're doing your exercise at the same time every day, but it's, it's important that you are sticking to your plan. So what like both you and I would sit down on a Sunday and we kind of map out our week and this these are the times I'm going to exercise at that is part of building up your discipline is forcing yourself to exercise when you've committed to exercise rather than just saying I will exercise on Wednesday and when you wake up you wake up at 5 30 a.m when you plan on doing it you're like nah, I don't really want to do this I'm going to sleep a little bit longer and nine o'clock rolls around which was your second opportunity like ah, I need a coffee and I'm, I'm still a little lazy I'll just do it tonight and then maybe you do it later that day, but that's really allowing your discipline to fail you. Like we're not working on our discipline when we always push it back, push it back, push it back. So it's definitely something to be said for sticking to your plan, sticking to your routine, just to, to build that discipline because motivation is going to be low at some point. And if that discipline and that schedule and that routine are in place, they're going to carry you through. Absolutely. Um, and another thing that I do when the motivation is low for me, and I've mentioned this to a few of our clients, is, is on days the motivation is really low, but I do have my scheduled movement set in place. Like, I know I'm still going to do my movement at nine, but honestly, like, the last thing I want to do is, you know, my strength training program that I have set up. I'm just going to do something that I thoroughly enjoy doing that's still going to give me that, that high that I get from, from movement. So, for me, it's a hike. So, instead of doing my strength training that day, you know, motivation is really low, but discipline's still there. I'm still moving. Okay, I'm going to go for a hike because maybe um, that might make me feel more mentally ready for the next day. Um, it's something that's going to get us moving at the end of the day. That's, that's what we're looking for. Mm, yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. And that's something I really struggled with when I first became a parent. Um, I had, up until then, I had my scheduled workouts and it wasn't even 
imaginable to me that I wouldn't do like four or five strength training sessions a week because that was a part of me and that's who I was. But when I became a parent and my priorities shifted and my schedule shifted and all of that, I struggled with that a lot at first, but now kind of the place I'm in is exactly what you're saying. Like it's, it's okay. If you, if you have to make an adjustment and, and one day you just go for a really long walk or you go for a hike or you go for a swim or you do a home workout with your body weight instead, because you're shorter on time. Like that's, that's perfectly fine. Something, as we talk about a lot, something is always going to be better than nothing. And, um, that's that's coming from somebody who really really struggles with that concept but now that I've kind of accepted that it's been it's been really really freeing for me um would I recommend it for somebody who wants to be a top level performing athlete like you you're probably gonna have to fit your workouts in if your goal is to compete at a high level um but still something's still gonna be better than nothing but that's not really the person who's listening to the pod, this podcast. The person who's listening to this podcast is trying to be live a healthier life, probably lose a little bit of fat, um, live a little bit longer, better, healthier, stronger. And and for you listening to this, that's that is one of the biggest takeaways that I think you could you could get from this. I totally agree. And even when we do, let's say we do do that. I know we keep using workout as an example, but it could be, I mean, it could be part of the nutrition or it could be any part of your, your daily routine. Um, but we have to accept that sometimes, even though we, we do, the motivation is low and we have our discipline and we did the workout, it might not be a good workout. And that's okay. And I think we need to accept that um, at the end and not be too hard on ourselves that at least we did it. We got it, whatever it may be, we got it done. Um, and it might not be great. It might not be pretty, but um and skip that and move on for the next day. If you're in a place right now where your motivation is high and you have maybe that wedding or that vacation planned or whatever it is that's driving you, maybe you just started a program because often when you first start a program, your motivation's high too, and you're crushing those workouts. If you're at that place right now where every workout's feeling good, you need to mentally prepare yourself for the workouts that are going to come that are going to feel like shit. You're going to go through a rut. You're going to go through a phase where the workouts don't feel good. And that's completely normal. And you need to be ready for that to come because not every workout is going to feel good. You're going to have weeks where they don't feel good, but the most important thing is still taking consistent action. Because you're one step closer to the goals. And then when you do start getting that, that moment of feeling good again, you've worked out for that long period of time and, and got through. So now you're still better than you would have been, right? Even though they didn't feel great. So. I got to give a, a shout out to Catherine on this tip because I, I talked about it the other day and I think it's it's huge. So Catherine's one of our amazing members and she I was speaking to her about this and she she actually brought up a trick that she uses that I think is brilliant. So she when she's feeling unmotivated or she has a workout that uh, she's just like not in the right headspace for, or maybe coming back after a leave, whatever it might be that, that first workout back where you're like, Oh, I, I, I'm having a hard time talking myself into this. What she'll do is she'll take one movement out of that entire workout that she's dreading the most, remove it and replace it with one movement that she really enjoys one movement that she feels really good at or, or like it's it's one of her her uh, best movements or her expertise whatever it might be she'll put in a movement that motivates her a movement that she knows she pe- feels powerful and she can complete successfully so that takes that workout taking that one exercise out that she was dreading and putting in a favorite 
now all of a sudden this workout's not nearly as daunting. And I think that's amazing. And I think it's such a cool way to make sure that you're still getting your movement in. Absolutely. That's so fun. And do we recommend doing that every single time? No. But like you said, when the motivation's low, like absolutely. Um, yeah. Once in a while, we got to attack those workouts that we, those exercises that we hate. But uh, I think that's so fun and, and something to look forward to. If it's going to be the difference between you doing that workout and not doing that workout, then it's a no-brainer, right? Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, were those, were, did we cover all of the points that you wanted to cover today? We absolutely did, yeah. We're a little more, so I love it. Cool. Um, I think that's a really cool topic, the consistency and motivation. And, uh, or sorry. Yeah, so I think it's a really cool topic, the discipline and motivation. Um, I'm already leading into what I had planned for, for our next topic. Um, but w- w- do, you, do you have a kitchen tip to leave with the audience today or a nutrition tip? Yep, so it's, it's the season, um, the fall season's here, and I love pumpkin. Mm. And I think it's an amazing that we can add to smoothies or as I even will make like pumpkin oatmeal like pumpkin flavored oatmeal it's low calorie it's got like you know eight grams of carbs it's uh, about one and a half protein for about a cup so you can have a whole cup of in your oats for example so it doesn't really add a ton of calories to what you're eating um and, it's, and then you add a little cinnamon and you feel festive. So I think we should, we should try it out. So the one thing I need to add for anybody listening is it's she's talking about pure pumpkin. <laughs> not yeah, pumpkin, not pumpkin pie filling. Pure a. <laughs> there's, not, there's, yeah, pumpkin puree, not pumpkin pie filling. Yes. Yeah, so right, you'll, you'll see it, them right next to each other on the shelf. One of them is pumpkin pie filling. One of them is pumpkin, just pure pumpkin. Look at the ingredients label. The ingredient list should say pumpkin. <laughs> it shouldn't it. Yeah. it shouldn't have a bunch of additives and sugar um pumpkin pie fillings loaded with sugar so don't trick yourself into that um great, no, that's, great yeah that no that's a that's an <laughs> awesome tip Jay, and i agree with you for sure i um i love it so once again guys thank you for listening i hope you found this episode useful let us know what you thought leave us a comment rate the episode take a screenshot share it on instagram share it with any friends that you might think would find it valuable and as always shoot us a message let us know what topics you want to hear next because we're always we, we love to roll with the ideas that you guys send to us um but thanks again for being here hope you all have a great day